Welcome to our broadcast, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for joining me today. And I believe, praise God, if you pay very close attention for the next few moments, your faith is going to go to another level. We're talking about making the decision not to quit. Listen, I want to encourage you today. Don't ever quit. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on His Word. God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. You know, I've been serving Him for 48 years now, and I have never had Him to disappoint me. I have never had to say, you know, it's not worth it anymore. I quit. No, that has never taken place because God has always come through. And He wants to do the same for you. But you have to make the decision that quit is no longer an option. I want to encourage you, make that decision today. Let me read something to you from Psalm 31, verses 23 and 24. I'm reading from the King James Version, first of all. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful, and plentiful rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. The message translation says it this way, Love God, all ye saints. God takes care of all who stay close to Him. Be brave, be strong, and don't give up. Let me say that again. Be brave, be strong, and don't give up. That's what we're talking about on this week's broadcast. We've been talking about it for several weeks now. I'm taking you into a service where I was preaching along these same lines about not quitting in the Southwest Believers Convention sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Uh, Brother Copeland's been doing this meeting here in Fort Worth for many, many years, over 30 years, and I've been privileged to be a speaker in each and every one of those meetings. This year, it was a very special conference, powerful anointing, and I believe it's been captured on film and is going to come right into your home or wherever it is that you may be watching this broadcast today. So I want to encourage you, if possible, take notes. If not, then uh, pray and say, Lord, bring all things to my remembrance. And then as soon as you get a chance, jot down the notes, jot down the scripture references and study them again because God wants you to be a winner. God does not intend for anyone in the body of Christ to lose and to be defeated. God wants you to be a winner. So let's watch now as we talk about, once again, making the decision not to quit. I've had opportunity many times to throw in the towel, so to speak. But that's not the way I think anymore. I don't think in terms of quitting. I don't think in terms of giving up. I want to show you something here right now that took place in my life back in September. I was about to turn 70 years old in December. I hadn't had a physical in quite a while. And uh, every time I would try to set up an appointment, uh, they couldn't do it on the dates that I was in town. And then when they could do it, I was out of town and it got very frustrating trying to set a date. And, and I, I know that's not right. I should have been more persistent, but uh, it just didn't fit into my schedule because I'm going 20, 22 days out of every month. And so um, finally, when I went to have the physical, they, they discovered that in this main artery in my neck where the blood flows to the brain, it was between 75 and 90% blocked. 
I didn't have a clue. I'd never had any symptoms. I, 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 I had no idea anything was wrong with me. I've enjoyed divine health all these years. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone and t- got a physical. And so while I'm laying there, uh, he says, I, I would recommend that you have surgery to remove the plaque buildup. And uh, he said, it's routine surgery. Uh, we'll take you in and we'll do an incision on your neck, remove the plaque, and uh, you'll be in the hospital maybe a day and a half, and then you'll go home and, and take a, uh, a couple of weeks or so in recovery, be okay. I thought, well, fine. You know, as far as I was concerned, it was God extending my life because I had been confessing all these years with long life, he satisfies me. Amen. And so we scheduled the sur- surgery and on September the 27th of 2016, I went into surgery. The last thought I had before going in, you know, into the surgery room, operating room, was this is routine. They'll clean the plaque out. I'll be in the hospital a day and a half. I'll be back home, and then I'll be back on my feet and continue preaching just like I always have. However, while I was in the operating room, I didn't know this for, I don't know, a couple of days or something. I didn't know what had happened, but some of the plaque broke off and went through that artery to my brain and caused a stroke. And I wasn't aware, you know, I wasn't aware of anything that had happened. Now I'm going to show you some pictures here. Put those up on the screen. This is me and just after coming out of surgery. I don't, I, I don't know. Not only did I lose the use of my right arm, but total memory loss. I don't know my wife. I don't know my children. Only word I could say was yes. Brother Copeland came. Show that picture, Brother Copeland there. Now, he was there for quite some time. Him and George, Pastor George, came. And they were there quite some time with me. And I do not remember one thing they said. However, my wife told me the whole time they were there, even though I couldn't speak any English except one word, yes, I was able to pray in tongues the whole time they were there. Thank God for that. Amen. See, praying in tongues is not dependent on my mind. That's coming out of my spirit. And I prayed in tongues the whole time Brother Copeland was there. And so finally the doctor came in one day and and he points at Carolyn and says, who is that? And I looked and I couldn't answer. He said, pointed to Terry and said, who's that? And, and I looked at her and I couldn't answer. I couldn't think of her name. And he pointed at Jerry Ann, my oldest daughter over here. And he said, who is that? And I, I couldn't answer. Jerry Ann, she like her mama. She's feisty. <laughs> she got up right in my face. Daddy, I'm your firstborn. You know who I am. (laughs) And I don't know where this came from. I have no idea where this came from. I said, Jerry Ann Obama. (laughs) 
And then I pointed to Terry and I said, Terry Obama. <laughs> Carolyn Obama. That was the last thing I said. Now, I don't know where the Obama come from. I guess, I guess the Lord was just preparing me that he was on his way out. I don't know. <laughs> Jesse and Kathy came. Show that picture of Jesse and Kathy. There he is. Now, by this time, I'm, I'm starting to recover some. Look at that smile on my face. In fact, when Jesse walked in, I started crying because my, my brother came to see me. My daddy just left, but my brother came. <laughs> I love Jesse. I love my daddy. I love Brother Copeland. I mean, I love Brother Copeland. But Jesse and I, like he said, we should have been biological brothers. And when Jesse and Kathy came in the room, I, I teared up. Jesse did too. <laughs> he may not tell that part, but I saw that tear. <laughs> and of course, Brother Copeland brought faith in the hospital. Jesse brought joy in the hospital, hallelujah. <laughs> faith and joy, that's a winning combination, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And so uh, shortly after that, the doctor came in and I overheard him say, if he shows improvement tomorrow, we'll release him and let him go home. I heard that and I couldn't communicate, but I heard what he said. And I, I remember thinking, I don't know what he wants to see in the way of improvement, but whatever it is, I'm gonna make it happen. Because if I can get out of this hospital and get back in my own environment, I, I will recover, and I will recover quickly, hallelujah. And so, uh, after the doctor left, my uh, granddaughter, Rachel, and Carolyn, I, I pointed over to my robe and indicated that I wanted them to give me my robe. And Rachel got my robe and put it around me, and I I indicated that I wanted to get out of the bed. Faith without corresponding actions is void of power. Come on. I'm not going to lay there and accept this. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I haven't finished my course. Amen. So they put the robe on me and I indicated I wanted out of the bed and I wanted to walk. And so Rachel went around the corridor in that wing of that hospital with me. And I've got to hold this arm up like this. If I, if I let go of it, it just fell. Now, I'm, I'm not walking like I am now. I'm just, you know, shuffling along there and holding this arm up and walking around that uh, hospital. I think they got a picture of that. Now, look, look also what I'm doing. I've got that left hand on this right arm, and I'm making it work. See, it wouldn't work on its own. I couldn't move my fingers. If I drop my arm, my right arm, it'd just fall. And I'd have to pick it up like this. And so I walked around that corridor several times. Rachel thought one lap around there, I'd probably want to get back in bed. Nope, nope, quit's not in me. And we just kept walking and kept walking. Well, by the next day, the doctor apparently saw what he needed to see and he released me and let me go home. Now, I'm not, I'm still, you know, not... I'm not even close to recovered. 
I'm on my way. And, and the last thing that happened before I left the hospital, my son-in-law, Rodney, he came up to me, uh, come over to the bed, and he said, now, Dad, I want to I make sure I understood you correctly this morning before the doctor came in. He said, that 67 Corvette that you have at home in your shop, <laughs> you know, the one that's totally restored and uh, your favorite Corvette? And I said, I I'm just looking at it. I'm just listening to him. Now, up to this point, I've only said yes. <laughs> but Rodney... Rodney said, now, Dad, I want to get this straight. You said this morning, you're giving that to me, correct? And I turned and looked at him, and I said, no. <laughs> and Rodney said, okay, he's getting better. He can go home now. You know? So they released me to go home the next day. Show that picture. There I am on my way out. Now, when I got home, Rachel and Carolyn became my coaches. And we'd go into our, our uh, den there, and I'd sit at the table, and they'd take a piece of putty, clay putty, whatever you call it, and they'd put coins in it, hide them in there. And I'd take my hand and lay it on top of that coin and try to rake the coins out of the clay. It was very hard. And Rachel come in there one day and she put them coins in there again and, and she said, okay, Papa, do what you're supposed to do. And I just sat there. She said, Papa, get the coins out. And I looked at her and said, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told Rachel, I said, take me to my shop. And Carolyn says, quit calling it a shop, it's a museum. It's full of classic automobiles and classic motorcycles. And it is a museum. And I said, Rachel, take me to my shop. And so we went there and we unlocked the door. And I walked in and I decided that I was not going to leave that building until I started everything in there. The classic motorcycles, the hot rods, the cars, the Corvettes, the classics, everything. And so... I told her, I said, I'm not leaving this building until I start everything in here. Watch this. Now, this is one of my newer ones. It's a, a new Indian motorcycle. Now, look, I'm trying to figure it out. And I prayed in the spirit because I couldn't remember how to start it. Now, look at that grin. Hallelujah. I knew the devil went too far when he went to messing with my motorcycles. And I, I started every bike in there, and I started every car in that shop. The smell of fumes was exhilarating. Hallelujah. <laughs> and when I walked out of that garage and locked it, I took my first step toward the house, and all of a sudden, this came in my mind. The memory of the upright is blessed. <laughs> the memory of the upright is blessed. Proverbs 10, 7. Amen. And I went in the house quoting that. And from that moment, I started getting my memory back. I didn't even realize when we locked the door to the shop that I got my arm back. Praise God. Amen. Got my arm back. Amen. Do I look like a man who had a stroke? 
And I walked in the house and all of a sudden, all the scriptures started coming back to me. All the sermons. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with sermons running through my mind, praise God. And, and I'd get up and, and go find my notebook and, and see if all those sermons that I'd preached over the years, if, if, I, was, if I was remembering the, the way I wrote them, praise God. Amen. And in just a matter of a few weeks, watch this. I'm with Richard Roberts. He's preaching in my minister's conference. And I am preaching once again, praise God. And shortly after that, Joe McCroskey, my, my international director and I, left the country and went to five different nations and preached every day for 26 days. Hallelujah. And I hadn't quit since. Glory to God. Amen. I said, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. Winners don't quit. I said, winners don't quit. And you know, I've seen a lot of people since that happened. I'd been in restaurants and see people come in who had strokes and see the damage that that stroke caused. And I'd say, if it hadn't been for the word of faith, that'd be me. I also remembered that every member of my mother's family, including my mother, died with strokes. The curse has been broken. The curse has been broken. Somebody shout unto God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me, let me wrap it up with this. This verse became so important to me when I was recovering. Romans 15, verse 13, from the New Living Translation. I pray that God, the source of your hope, will fill you complete with, completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Let me read it again. Romans 15, 13 from the New Living Translation. <clears throat> I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Now, I held on to that scripture, and here's what I wrote. See, the word is medicine to your flesh. Here's what I wrote on October the 18th. I mean, October the 8th. Now, that's a matter of, uh, from the time I got home, maybe six days after, after I got home, seven days, something like that. I am completely filled with joy, and I am completely filled with peace because I trust in him. Negative circumstances do not move me. I'm only moved by what I believe, and I believe God's Word. I am confident that my health will be restored, and I will finish my course with joy. I'm growing stronger each day, and nothing less than total recovery is acceptable. I cling to the promises of God, and I expect years to be added to my life. Proverbs 3, 1 through 3, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall be added to thee. Proverbs 4 and uh, 
10, I believe. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Proverbs 9:11. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Psalm 91. With long life I will satisfy him. He watches me. He satisfies me with long life. He watches over me, causes me to fulfill my days in the earth. He will never forsake me, nor will he allow my adversary to triumph over me. Isaiah 54, 17, amplified triumph over opposition is my heritage. According to Philippians 9, or Psalm 9, 4, God has maintained my right and my cause, and he did not allow my adversary's attack on my life to succeed. According to Psalm uh, 26, uh, Psalm 20, rather, the Lord heard me in the day of my trouble. He saved me and gave me strength. Oh, how great is his goodness unto me. I confess that, that, that he has not only restored my life, but he has restored my ministry. Proverbs 10, 7, the memory of the just is blessed. I remember everything I've learned. Nothing that he has taught me will be forgotten. The Holy Spirit supernaturally gives me recall and brings all things to my remembrance. In honor of what my God has done for me, I decree according to Psalm 119 and verse 17, Psalm 118, verse 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And God's no respecter of persons. His word is medicine to your flesh. But do you possess a determined, persistent, unwavering, refuse to quit kind of faith. You come too late, folks. I'm not accusing you, but you've come too late when you tell me that faith stuff doesn't work. I'm a walking miracle. Hallelujah. I'm a walking miracle. Not only that, praise God. Not only has he restored my life, but he's given me new vitality. I'm doing more now than I was before all this happened. Amen. Hadn't got quit on my mind. Retiring? Are you kidding? I'm refiring. Hallelujah. <laughs> Brother Copeland is 80. He told me 48 years ago that God said we'd be a team, travel all over the world together, preaching the gospel. If he plans to be around until he's 120, then that'd make me 110 because he's 10 years older than me. So we invite you in advance to the Believers Convention of the 120 and the 110-year-old faith preachers. Hallelujah. Well, we that God. Come on, give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. I want all the winners in the house to stand to your feet and give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. Are you facing a challenge in life? Do you need encouragement or help getting back on your feet? 
In the inspiring three-CD teaching, Master Life's Challenges Instead of the Mastering You, Jerry Savelle does just that. As he discusses the reality of distractions and discouragement, you will be motivated to get back on your feet, have courage, fulfill your assignment, realize you're not alone, obey God, and more. You should be experiencing God's best in every area of your life. In the timely book, Going for the Gold, Jerry Savelle shares God's expectations for the church and his plan for you to experience his best. Going for the Gold is a journey of self-discovery where you will learn how to take inventory of your life, stay focused, develop discipline, and so much more. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request the powerful combo, Master Life's Challenges Instead of Them Mastering You and Going for the Gold. Don't settle for second best. Make the decision decision to start experiencing God's best in your life today. God is doing great things in the lives of people all over the world, and He wants to do the same thing for you. I want you to sit down and write to me if God has come through for you, if God has manifested a miracle in your life, a major breakthrough in your life, or just a, 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 a simple thing as, you know, God gave you a, a parking place right up front and you didn't have to walk a mile to the mall. That's the favor of God. I want to hear about it because as I read it, and share it across this broadcast, it inspires the faith of others. And so I want to encourage you, share your testimony with me. Here's a couple we received recently. One is from Barbara. She said, I called your ministry and your staff prayed for me for my husband's healing from cancer and God healed him. Praise God, Barbara. We rejoice with you. They also agreed with me for my grandson and daughter to find a job. They both found jobs and were blessed with even more. Thank God and thank you and your staff for agreeing with us in prayer. God is doing great things. Praise God, Barbara. Once again, we rejoice with you. Here's one from Willie. He says, I came to preach at his church up in Ontario back in May of 2017. He said, after hearing your message, I felt led to partner with your ministry. After partnering with your ministry, I began to declare that I was flourishing in every area of my life, especially financially. I've been a tither and a sower for years, but I've never noticed a harvest. I started doing what you talked about, calling in my harvest, having my angels to work in my behalf, and six days after that, I received a financial breakthrough. I tithed, I gave an offering, and also had an opportunity to go shopping for clothes with the rest that I found deal after deal after deal. He said that was the favor of God. Thank you, Brother Savell, for encouraging everyone that you preach to. Praise God. Thank you, Willie, for sharing that with us, and we rejoice with you. And once again, God is no respecter of persons. He wants you to have a financial breakthrough as well. Listen, this last time we're going to offer uh, this special resource package, Master Life's Challenges, instead of them mastering you, three CDs, and then the little book, Going for the Gold. Order them today. This is the last time we're going to make this offer to you, so please place your order right away. Don't forget, next week, we're going to begin a brand new series of messages. You don't want to miss it. Tell somebody about the broadcast. And once again, thank you, partners, for believing in us. Thank you for supporting the ministry. We'll see you next week. And remember this, your faith will overcome the world. Next week. That's why it's so important when you need a breakthrough, stay before Father. 
Stay before the Father. Stay before the Lord. Amen. Because He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly where to send you. He knows exactly when and where your breakthrough will take place.